So new on Netflix this week, Dread. Or Judge Dread, not Dread. <laughs> Judge Dread. Judge, Judge Dread. And we both... <laughs> We both jumped into a little Judge Dread. I love that, dude. Because I uh, I saw it and um, and I, it's one of those things. Sometimes when you like see a movie and it's featured or it's like brand new or trending now, like in that trending now list. And I I don't know how many times I've passed those movies just right up. Like I just like eh, okay, whatever. Like you know, there's usually nothing in there. But when Judge Dread and that's the picture of that th- Stallone, like that's just that Stallone face yeah. on the front of that, on the front of that ad. I was like, how could I not click play right now? How can I? I well, can't pass this up right now. It, it is funny because it it can easily be confused with Demolition Man because they oh, were so they were well, like came out like they two came months out apart with, or something, right? They came out within a week of each other. I felt like uh, back in the back in the nineties, <laughs> Demolition Man and then Judge Dredd or Judge Dredd and then Demolition Man. I'm not really sure uh, which one came first, but yeah, dude, I I noticed that the other day. I came across it. Uh, I've been uh, decided to go back and rewatch uh, The Walking Dead uh, from you know starting oh, in, yeah. in season one and and primarily doing it on Blu-ray. Uh, but there were a couple times where I just didn't feel like putting a Blu-ray disc into my Xbox. Man, you were, so, so you I was were just popping like, the disc in back and forth. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, each each disc has you know, like, well, I mean, excluding season one, which was only uh, six episodes long. But yeah, you know, when they got into quote unquote full uh, seasons, where it'd be like you know twelve or thirteen episodes or whatever, they'd be on multiple discs. Uh, you know, yeah. I just still I still just maintain that. Streaming just does not have the same quality as is a 1080p Blu-ray. It it just doesn't. It, it's just not there yet. Oh no! But, of course not. Like you no. have to have like I mean, even the gigabit uh, coming in from you know like Google and whoever mm-hmm. that are doing the gigabit speeds now still barely can give you that 1080p no. or just what the Blu-ray quality gives you. No, no, Blu-ray is still well, you know, not as convenient. As, you know, say, you know, uh, if you buy your movie from iTunes or Xbox yeah. Live or PlayStation Network, wherever, you know, you get your digital content from, or if you just simply stream Netflix, Hulu or whatever. Right. And that's not to say that Netflix looks terrible. I mean, Netflix like looks, you know, very, very good. Right. Uh, but do, anyway, uh, it was funny because, you know, I was, you know, rewatching, you know, Walking Dead and, uh, you know, got to season two and obviously the introduction of Herschel and his family and yeah. then flipping over to watch Judge Dredd. I'd forgotten that the actor who plays Herschel is also in Judge Dredd uh, <laughs> and played the uh, leader of the quote unquote family uh, in the cursed earth that uh, Dredd and, and uh, you know, dorkity dork Herpenderp's character, Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Uh, God bless it. You know, <laughs> Uh, run into and and it's funny because Joanna was watching I just watched a little bit of it this afternoon and she's like is that Herschel I'm like yep that's Herschel she's like oh good grief (laughs) I'm like yeah that sure is but yeah uh, I love that Rob Schneider has still yet to play another character oh he is Rob (laughs) Schneider in every movie he plays man Schneider did I love the scene just that open like one of those first scenes where he gets pulled out of the He's pulled out the, of the, the that food, that, the food replicator, the recycled, the recycled, eat recycled, recycled food. food is good for you. <laughs> recycled food. What is recycled food? Do you ever find out in the movie? I, I never uh, think you find I, out. I would assume I, it's your poop. I mean, I don't know. I mean, recycled food. Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think we want to know. 
I don't think we want to know. You know, uh, maybe somewhere down the line we can do like a full teardown of Judge Dredd. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. You know, and for all of its uh, heavy, heavy slices of, of cheddar cheese and provolone and Swiss cheese it gives you. There, There's actually... There, hello, Piper. Yeah, we got a new Shut Up Dog something. at Shut Up Dog Studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All we <laughs> need now is... everybody know that I have my own Shut Up Dog. Yeah, so. right? All we need is my dog in here now going... Apparently, she's not going to shut up, so I may need to go shut her up. Okay. Well, all of its cheddar cheese and everything Oh, yeah, else. For, all, for all of its, uh, you know, cheesiness and, and it's very much a 90s era action film. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple things in there that are actually, you know, very, very uh, true to the comics. Yeah. You know, the, um, the bodyguard that Rico... Uh, gets uh, is an ABC warrior, and and if you're you know if you've read Dread comics hmm. and the comic book company that owns Dread, well you know the, Dread's actually been published by a few different people. There's been IDW, Dark Horse, Titan Comics, uh, but the ABC oh, okay. Warriors were uh, you know a very interesting comic um, several years back, and you know sometimes interacted in the Dread universe. But that was cool having that in there. That was that was a like really obscure Easter egg. Then if you, yeah, I would they would just go whipping by. You know, I would say yeah. probably ninety eight percent of people watching that movie. Um, you know, um, so that you know that part was cool. I think the thing that really you know hurt that movie is the flying cars. You know, and almost that Mega City, like when Rob Schneider first uh, re-enters Mega City because he was yeah. If I remember, he was in prison. He was in the Aspen prison. Yeah. When he re-enters Mega City One, you know he's viewing it with like this awe and like oh what a what a beautiful place, right? And he's sweeping, right, yeah. which is not uh, <laughs> you know Mega City One. It's like am I watching The Fifth Element or am I watching Judge Dredd? Right. So <laughs> well, he finds that like that uh, those people playing in the pool, like right when the movie opens. Yeah. Oh, that must be Heavenly Heights or whatever it is. And the guy's like, that's not, that's, that's not Heavenly that's Heights. That's not Heavenly Heights, you, you dummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not Heavenly Heights. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And of course, like Heavenly Heights, much like Peach Trees, is, peach this, trees. Yeah. is just this depraved, you know, collection of, of humanity at that point. So, um but I love it, man. Like Stallone rolls in on the, on that modify, on those modified motorbikes that they, they yeah. made up for that movie, which just look absurd. Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely. They have headlights. Yeah. They just look, it's like mini cars. That's really what they look like. It's just miniature cars. And the co- that cod piece he's wearing. And <laughs> Good grief, man. Those yeah. foam, that foam Eagle that he's got the gold foam <laughs> Eagle that he's got on his shoulder. And he just rolls in and he starts telling that microphone slides right out and he's, Telling everybody that they need to just chill out because I am the law. I, I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah. So he he doesn't even he doesn't even wait for a moment to say it. I think that's what's best about it. He just like comes out swinging. <laughs> just just comes just out pra- swinging. He's just practicing in the mirror like all day. <laughs> finally, finally, a chance to say this. Well, you know, he he used the I am the law a couple of times. You know, the 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 big scene, of course, is when he is framed right for the murder of the reporter and he's sentenced to wander the cursed earth. And 
you know, they're telling him that he's broken the law. And he's like, I am the law. <laughs> uh, and then Armando Sante gives him one as well, too, later in the movie. I am the law. You know, it's like, <laughs> thank goodness. You know, and that is a line from the from the comic. I mean, well, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's fine. It's not the fact that it's not a line. I mean, it should be a the line. Delivery, it be a... The delivery was like really <laughs> over just the top, right? Ham fist the delivery. Just make sure that. Well, <laughs> wait, I. Is he, is, re- he, is he the law? I, I need to recap on this. Is, I just need to understand. Is he the law? I don't remember if, if that, if in the, in Dread, the Carl Urban, the much superior Dread. Right. I don't, I don't recall him saying that, does he? Um, you know, I want to say he does. And I think it is, I think he says it one time and, uh, it's in a very like, um, it's in a very good moment for it. It's not uh, like ham-fisted or crazy. Yeah, we got to find a way to get this in. Like here, it's guys. it's almost conversation. They tried to put it in like the conversation um, of of judge, jury, and executioner kind of thing. And you know, I I want to say that that's the case. I haven't you know that was one of my top five, but that was it's I haven't watched it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, well, he you know one of the reoccurring lines in the Dread comics is. Dread saying, you know, I knew you would say that. And, or I, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, yeah, because um, uh, uh, Miss yeah, Diane Lane, um, yeah, who is quite the fox in uh, Ju- Judge Hershey. Judge, Dredd. <laughs> Judge Hershey. Hershey. They have that, they have that like little banter back and forth of, I knew you would say that. Well, and he says it to a couple perps as yeah. well, too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, I, I believe, uh, I believe in Dread, he says that a couple of times as well, too. He might, yeah. yeah. I, I, those are little, little things I, for whatever reason, just didn't pick up on, but I don't remember right now. But yeah, man. Uh, so you know, if you subscribe to the Netflix, as I'm sure the overwhelming majority of our uh, listeners do, give Judge Dread a spin. Add that into your comic book viewing. Yeah, man. Because that's a, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It's just it's a classic. classic. Uh, speaking of Netflix. Um, Let's talk a little Luke Cage, and I don't want to intro that with, um, you know, depredation or anything like that. Or... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is that the word? Am I using that? Is that the right word? Uh, sure. Sure, it's a yeah. Word. It's a word now. With depredation? I think that's a word. With consternation? Consternation. I like that word a lot better. With... But, uh, <laughs> With trepidation. Trepidation. It's something. Okay. It's a it's a dation. There's with, a dation that I'm talking about. With constipation. <laughs> no. Oh, Wait. Okay. Well, possibly. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. But oh, dude, man. um, you know, you and I both have been taking the slow and uh the slow burn with this and, and uh Absolutely you that's that's your that's your style anyway. Um, for, for the most part, for the most part, it yeah. is. Yes. And for me, I was usually like, dude, like, like I mentioned before, daredevil season two, that was an afternoon for me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> when Luke Cage came up, I really wanted to take like the savor, the flavor, um, approach to it. And so now I am up to episode nine okay. and it has been out since September 30th. I am yes. at episode nine, which I seems am... like a, str- a long stretch for a series that it's already out and it's already been played out. Yeah. But... And I am, uh, I am one episode ahead of you. I have finished, uh, through 10. Wow. So I have, okay. yeah. So episode 11 
is on deck. So I'm, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till you uh, finish ten, and then you know I I had assumed that you were kind of keeping pace with me. We really hadn't uh, talked much about Luke Cage uh, outside of the show. So yeah, uh, no, I just a- yeah I just had kind of assumed that that you were keeping pace, and and I had moved a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah. yeah, well, and that wasn't my intention. So uh, yeah, I'll let you catch up there. Hey, watching bit. television, right? Um, but with Luke, so episode we left off last time we talked was episode six. Um, yeah. So yeah, we didn't we didn't seven, address it at all last time, did we? Um, I don't think we did, man. We just it was it was all X Men last week last last episode. I think it was a little bit, but I think we just kind of moved forward. But episode um, seven, eight, and nine is what I've what I just caught up on. Uh, actually, you know, over the past week. Um, and I really enjoyed episode, I enjoyed episode seven actually, which was Cotton Mouth's mm-hmm. backstory. Um, yes. got his Reagan. history, got his, mm-hmm. got his, um, adopted mom, essentially, I think, um, kind of where his parents dropped him off at this woman's house who turned out to be this ringleader. Um, uh, essentially the head of these crime organizations, mom, mama, mama. And, um, she, uh, grooms uh, Cottonmouth um, into being kind yeah. of uh, into being Cottonmouth. Grooms is a a very genteel <laughs> way to do that. Yeah. Description. I I would um, say forces him forcibly to, <laughs> molds him, yeah. pounds him into submission. Right. Um. Uh, you know, makes him make his first kill. Um, involves him in another killing. Like there's two kills in that episode and one he's involved in. And then the second one, she makes him go through with it. And, um, and it's of someone that he respects as well, which is really an interesting kind of dynamic. So it's not just some random thug, like the guy that he actually ends up killing, um, was molding, was kind of with him along that journey of life as well. Uncle Jack is yeah, uncle uh, Jack. That's right. Yeah. And it was weird because it was also implied that, Uncle Jack was getting a little friendly with uh, Black Mariah before she was Black Mariah. Right. And that was kind of like laid out. (laughs) Yeah. And by friendly, we don't mean, uh, hey, let's, you know, uh, play a game of Monopoly. Like he was (laughs) uh, he was interested in her sexually and and uh, heavily implied that that he had some very indecent uh, behavior with her. Yeah, and it was uh, in that episode. I mean, we'll be, you know, I just at this point, like we're just going to be talking about these episodes as well, just to kind of throw that out there. I know we're late in the game, but um, well, at first we wanted to kind well, of like keep you it said, spoiler it's free, been but been, well, it's, it's been, been out, out for a while. September, so yeah, <laughs> this is I mean, where we're at. Yeah. But I know with with Black Mar- with Black Mariah, she um, she calls you know Cottonmouth calls her out on that as they argue um at the beginning or at the in episode seven um where they're fighting back and forth and and Cottonmouth actually calls her out and says well you know I what uh you were you know you were definitely dressing a certain way around Uncle Jack and um you were definitely putting it on for him you know and and of course she just like goes into around that time she just loses it she goes into full rage mode um which I really enjoyed watching Mariah uh, kick Cottonmouth right in the teeth. I really enjoyed uh, watching that whole scene play out. Um, but that was a, it, it felt like a turn for me. It felt like a little bit of a shock. I didn't expect Cottonmouth to go out like that. Um, getting hit, you know, getting hit from all of a sudden he just turns around and his like swagger and, you know, proud style and very self, well, you know, just very, very, um, uh, 
I don't know how to say it. He just he just had he has this walk about him that he's very uh, self confident that uh, he's no one is going to mess with him. You know, he just kind of knows that about himself. Like no one's going to mess with me, so he can turn his back on his enemy and and to feel totally comfortable. Um, and Mariah ended up telling him what for, knocked him on the back of the head with a with a bottle and knocked him out of the the roof of the uh, roof of the club. And mm-hmm. uh, he hits the dance floor pretty hard. <laughs> Gives him the business with the microphone stand. Oh yeah, then finishes the job with the microphone stand. Yeah, um, which was. I don't know, man. I was like, I was on board. I was like, man, this is cool. Like we're, it feels like we're escalating a little bit. It feels like we're really changing around like the dynamic of the villains. Like this is cool. I'm really on board. And then, um, episode, I think it's still in episode seven where Luke Cage meets Diamondback. Mm-hmm. Gets shot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where we're at with it through all the way through episode nine. Like Luke Cage is running around being shot. Well, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's all we're watching is Luke Cage being shot for two episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it got, I, I, it got super procedural at eight. Like for me, seven was cool. Eight just like hit the e break and was like, what? What? It, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to this show stinks. Uh, it's <laughs> it, it stinks. It is. It is not. You know, you and I were talking on the phone the other night. I, I, I feel like I am under contractual obligation to finish this show uh, at this point. I mean, so someone should be paying me chore money at this point <laughs> to finish this out, you know, and, and here it is. I, you know, I'm going to lay it out, you know, reasonable. Uh, you know, this is not John trying to build a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, it, it really isn't. It, and, and, and Ryan will tell you, I am not a pessimistic guy when it comes to this type of content. I am it. I will needle Ryan over certain things. And you're really not though. Like you really like, you, not, you do man. give things a fair shot as much as I, I give you gruff yes, or whatever's. Yes. Like you really approach stuff as a, a lot as of a, it is for a, show and some grandstanding. Yeah. Right. But and yeah, I, I consider myself very, very fair and very open to just about any comic book medium, whether it be a book, movie, TV show, whatever. Th- this show is, is it stinks. It is, it is not good. And it is, it not, and it's tough because daredevil, was so fantastic, you know, and I mentioned to you on the phone the other night that I, I keep waiting for Daredevil to make a cameo to to save the day. It's yeah, like, like pop up and just kind of like save the series. Yeah, say something, uh, save my sanity. Uh, it, it is the most. But you know, I had to tell you, you know, where, when Cottonmouth goes out, I mean, that's where you know you're like, dude, I'm getting on board, I'm feeling it, dude. That's where I'm punching my ticket and like get it, get me off this train. Uh, this is like, saw that from a mile away. Uh, I am very, very tired with the sympathetic villain. Cottonmouth, not yeah. his problem. He, he was this, it was that, it was this. Why can't we just have a bad guy who's a bad guy because he's a bad man or bad woman and they do things yeah. because they're bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a, I, I'm just, I'm tired of it, Ryan. I'm tired of like having this, 
you know, villains who it's like, well, let's feel so, let's let's feel a little bit sorry for them because you know they had it was tough and <laughs> yeah, well, it was like always hearing like, let's about make a bad guy made... who's a who, like. I think that's why Negan and we're not gonna get here. We go with some Walking Dead stuff, but I think that's why Negan is a likable bad guy. It's because he is despicable, deplorable because he is. Yeah, there's no like. Daddy didn't hug him too much or didn't hug him enough. Mommy spanked him too much or whatever. Right. And so with the case with Cottonmouth, it's like, you know, he was a great villain. He was a great bad guy. And I don't know. I, here's my thought process. on Yeah, that, dude. please, man. Bail me here's, out. Here, I, I, I don't I don't want to just no, rant. No, no. And, and I yeah. and but that's it's kind of part of it at this point. Like we got this far with, um, you know, uh, it's kind of like, okay, it's kind of like Thor 2, all right? Not the, not, a, not the heaviest swinger in this series, right? Like in, in the MCU. I, I think of Thor 2 as kind of like the movie that we had to watch kind of thing. Kind of like you know, Iron Man 3, which I love Iron Man anyway, but Iron Man 3 was just kind of like, okay, like this is the movie that we have to watch that's going to push, push, the, push the narrative forward two millimeters uh, but we have to make sure that we have an Iron Man 3 movie or Thor 2 movie, right? This is that show. This is what's turning into is just like now we're now like it's a contractual like you mentioned it come forward. It's it's like this contractual obligation uh, obligation to make this many episodes uh, for this guy, which I think you had told me is like, man, no, I feel like, like eight, like eight well, episodes. And then like that would wrap this guy up. No, and I feel like I'm under contractual obligation no, to finish it. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm just echoing that into this show feels like a contractual obligation. Like It's not yeah. just you okay, that feels this way. I feel saying. like this show has become that. And I think it's they have to make these villains um, complicated complicated and complex and deep and emotional. And like, this is why I'm, this is why I hate the world. And this is like, you know, I'm, I'm a, I play the piano really well, which is like one of cotton mouse things. Like he, he's expressive artistically and the, okay, great for you, man. Like that's cool. Um, and I think they have to complicate everybody else because Luke cage is not complicated enough. Yo, they have is- not, they have not fleshed that character out in he is any boring. way. He, he is straight boring, <laughs> and that's why we have emphasis to have on all the bow. The compli- and that's the why we have to have the complicated villains, because everyone around him has to be amazingly interesting. Because the moment we focus on Luke Cage, and this is nothing against Mike Coulter, the moment that we focus in on the Luke Cage character, that character is about as thin as rice paper when it comes to storyline and plot. In background, like, but it has the potential to just be this amazing, thick storyline that has amazing plot points in it and great backstory and amazing conversations with other characters. And a give me a cameo. Give me Jessica Jones walking in the door. Give me Daredevil walking in the door. Like, let Iron Fist walk across the camera for once or twice. Like, well, we make have this as complicated as other as the other Netflix shows, but they're not. It's, and I don't know what they're trying to ride on this entire time. The music. Well, it, it, it's gotten a little bit of rub, uh, from Jessica Jones. Uh, it, I forget which episode it is. Someone's listening to, uh, Patricia's call in show, but you know, and Patricia's Jessica Jones adopted sister, um, who, who broadcasts out of, um, 
Hell's Kitchen. Right. She, uh, she says and, something yeah. along the lines of, you know, Hell's Kitchen sees what's going on and, you know, kind of sure. quote unquote approves. So that was cool. Uh, you know, and Claire obviously is, you know, the glue so far between Daredevil, Jessica Jones and is it Claire? Rosario Dawson's character. Did I just name her wrong? It's Claire, you, right? I, I want to say you're right. <laughs> but well, my brain's a little. Yeah. Look that up while I finish this thought. Yeah. Uh, she is. She's been the, the glue that has held really this show together and i find myself watching this show just to see what's going to happen to her next uh I, yeah i'm very interested in her character yeah. um, uh, she's she's not going to make it i feel i feel like she's going to be the agent colson of the defenders which is really going to suck because it is going to suck because uh, marvel she, you've got you've claire, got a you are right out. by the way claire claire yeah okay uh and, and it's really going to suck because if that does happen marvel has probably their first fully flat jessica jones aside first fully fleshed out female character and she will probably be used as cannon fodder to unite the defenders and and because that's the one character i guess that everybody knows at this point that everybody knows she will she will show up in iron fist uh i did she interact with frank castle you know i I, think she did i I don't know i can't remember either i want to say she did so no 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 she did not she did not I can't I don't uh, think so no she didn't she remember. didn't she didn't uh, so you know I just there's a couple things and you know I don't want to I don't want to camp on Luke Cage here for an entire episode but you know there's a couple things I think would would definitely have helped number one uh, an eight episode series this 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 did not need to be thirteen episodes it did not does not need to be yeah eight could have handled it very very well. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist are, for lack of a better term, it's going to sound terrible, are like chocolate and vanilla. They go very well together. <laughs> terrible. Very apt. Um, I know. But that's no, not what it's... I mean. But, but they're, they're two, <laughs> that sounds so stupid. They, but they're two characters that are very, very intertwined together. And yeah. I feel like this may have been, rather than having... Luke Cage and then Iron Fist. Why couldn't have this simply been Power Man and Iron Fist? I don't know. Um, I I don't know either because I got I got to tell you, man, this this character, you're you're, they're not giving me any reason to to care. You know, there's been these little nuggets, you know, hammer technologies, developing firearms to take down superheroes, I think is very interesting. And that's my only note. Yeah. This whole series. Yeah. Right. And hopefully that is fleshed out in the greater MCU. Right. You know, they're they're using Chitauri technology and clearly those weapons are are just not being designed uh, for modern warfare. They're designed to take down super enhanced beings. Right. Which is clearly, you know, played out in the series where Luke Cage gets mm-hmm. shot by Diamondback. And you, I think it's safe to assume that those rounds uh, probably wouldn't affect Hulk or Thor yeah, or maybe Vision, uh, yeah. but would probably penetrate, you know, War Machine, probably penetrate Iron Man's armor. Uh, yeah, Cap, you know, would, yeah. Would, yeah, would do a number on Cap. Uh, so would probably I don't know if it would punch through the shield, but it would at least I don't give think him, it would punch through the vibranium. It'd give just, him what it'd give him what for when he deflected it. It would probably knock him back pretty good. Yeah. 
so yeah, that that's been a very cool aspect uh, of that. But man, other than that, Ryan, I gotta tell you, man, it, you know, we like I said, you know, we don't like to score stuff because it's very subjective. But right now, dude, they're they're barely scraping by with a three for me yeah, right now. I'm just I'm uh, I think I'm with you. I want to finish the series. Um, so I oh, absolutely, of course, yeah. Well, well of course, of we're course, gonna finish yeah. it. Like th- that's of course. But it's like now I want to finish the series just so I'm not behind on anything else. Like that's my only motivation to finish the series is just go. Okay, cool. Like I finished Luke Cage. That way I'm not behind on when Daredevil season three comes out and Jessica Jones comes out and Punisher comes out. Like if there's any mingling, like I'm not gonna be lost from not watching an episode yeah. of Luke Cage. Yeah. The note I have, though, I want to tell you this. The note I have, the 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 callback to Hammer Tech is still the coolest part of this series. That to me, it is. like it is. that's like that's what's keeping me like really interested. Justin, <laughs> Just, yeah, J- Sam Rockwell, <laughs> one of the best villains in the MCU. Yeah, uh, I would love to see him make a return at some point. Yeah. You know, he's and, he's in some special features on Thor two, but yeah. uh, or or is it Thor two or is it Winter Soldier? Drawn a blank. Uh, it's the it's, uh, yeah, it's that uh, what is it the the King? Uh, yeah, where he's he's in the same prison as uh, the the quote unquote Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know the fact that you know they're they're still referencing. Um, you know, hammer tech, not, yeah. not essentially Justin hammer by name, you know, brings up some interesting things. And, and again, you know, I would like to see if some of that makes its way into other parts of the MCU. Uh, yeah. I think that would be really cool, but, uh, man, you know, it just, uh, again, you know, I don't want it to be this self-fulfilling prophecy because I really, really, really wanted Luke Cage to entertain me, wow me. And yeah, Consistently, it has not. You know, uh, I you know, hammer, aside from Hammer Tech, the music is still some of the coolest music um, mm-hmm. that's being produced for a mm-hmm. series. I will sing that praise all day long because it's just uh, yeah, fantastic yeah. music. I, I love the opening theme music. I love the opening theme. The music. opening theme is always yeah. great. And then I think yeah. in episode nine, um, it's a very like Temptations uh, kind of callback to. Um, it's a very very cool musical number. Uh, well, and they had nine. the del they had the Delphonics on there, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jackie Brown. So cool. They were, they were a big Just part of the Jackie Brown soundtrack. So the cool. Delphonics. So yeah. Uh, so there we are, man. That's that's Luke Cage. I know. I, feel, I wanted it to always little, be a lot better than. I know, man. Mm. I know. I know. Mm. So. I'm on, epi- you know, getting ready to start episode 11. There's, uh, I have three left. I have 11, 12, and 13. And so, you know, maybe, maybe it makes a nice recovery and, you know, it, it gives us something to, you know, stack upon, Yeah. I, you know, and, and I have, you know, it, like you, I have made it a point to avoid any sort of spoilers or anything yeah. like that. Kind so, of amazed so far, to be honest, I, I'm usually not well, this good at avoiding I mean, spoilers. there's not a, you know, Hey man, I mean, let's be very, let's be very, very, very just transparent. Unlike daredevil, unlike Jessica Jones, there is not a whole lot of chatter about this show. When, yeah, there's, when you hit it, yeah. when you hit up, when you hit up the usual suspect websites that, you know, nerds like us, uh, enjoy going to, yeah, no one's, no one's talking about Luke Cage. Yep. Oh, oh there we go. Let's move on to yeah. something better, man. Yeah. Still a fun series, but uh, definitely starting to drag its feet for me. Then I know for you too. Um, real quick, I know some some quick stuff. Uh, 
Valiant uh, is doing this web series right now with Ninjak and the... Uh, I'm putting my hands up in the air. Valiant! <laughs> they Divinity they, on the way, man. Divinity is in the mail. Oh, it's in the mail? Nice, man. I've, I've got to yeah. start reading that one this week, so... Just we'll finished be... XO Man of War Volume 1. Oh, so good. Nice. Which one? Oh, wait, which one? Man of War? XO Man of War. Man of War. XO Man of War. <laughs> It's a good band. I don't, why, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. <laughs> John, what um, are you reading? XO, Man O' War. <laughs> Man O' War. Yeah. Uh, but they, <laughs> they actually put this like uh, web series. They produced this web series together, Ninjak uh-huh. and the Valiant Universe. Yep. Um, it is about as, it is, it looks just about as good as a web series is going to look. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But, yeah, uh, right. But I think um, I think it's definitely worth like kind of checking out and kind of if you're if you're in for like if you started reading some of the Valiant stuff and you haven't gotten to all the characters Ninjak I actually haven't dived into Ninjak at all um, but I know he's a kind of a cybernetic uh, assassin um, mm-hmm. a little bit different than Bloodshot but uh, Bloodshot very, very different than Bloodshot he yeah. he will yeah he makes his uh, we're, we're talking current Valiant okay yeah yeah current uh, he makes his appearance. Uh, in XO Man of War number five or number six number five excuse me XO Man of okay. War number five uh, and then uh, ends up with his own own title of course yep okay um, and so they I think it's like Ninjak takes on the Valiant universe and so I think it's just him like fighting all the other um, Valiant characters which is kind of cool um, kind of a cool concept but uh, but if you're you know if you're kind of it's one of those things where I'd say if you're bored like check it out for sure like I think it's worth uh just at least uh, goofing off with, you know, something in the background. It's not, I wouldn't say it's anything like must-see TV. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's it's a web series produced by, pre- kind of, it's pretty low budget. So, you're going to kind of get what you pay for in that. So, and it's free. So Well, you know, there's been a lot of buzz recently about Sony Pictures making some uh, agreements and deals with Valiant Comics to potentially bring some of those to the big screen. And I That's said, pretty exciting. Well, I say, dear God, no, please don't, uh, <laughs> because you were so fantastic at handling Spider-Man. I would love to see what you do with Harbinger. And I am oh, saying that goodness. with with my, with my tongue in both cheeks. Uh, I, if I were to give Valiant any sort of advice right now, and they're obviously not asking reasonable fanboys, but we do follow them on our Twitter. They feed. have to, they are tuning in for all we know. So, hey, they, hey, they could be. They should be because, man, we are pimping these guys <laughs> like crazy. And I don't, and, and, I don't and, know if any other podcasts are talking about Valiant as much as we have over the past couple they, weeks. They should be. I mean, <laughs> these guys are are killing it. You know, but if I were to give Valiant any sort of advice right now, it would be. Stick with what you're doing. Yeah. It, it's working. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, I understand the, the rush and the desire to get these very, very interesting, very cool characters into other medium. I, I right. get it. And, and it's difficult right now because you see the incredible success that Marvel is having, that right. DC is having, and, and saying... Uh, you know, hey, we, I want to be a part of that, too. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, Valiant probably should just simply stick to what what they're doing successfully right now is, you know, their, yeah. their comic line is extremely successful. Uh, you know, people are talking about it. People are buying it. I think a lesson can be learned because, I mean, you know, they can see what they're doing or what Marvel's doing and they're, and they're being insanely successful. DC's being very successful. Yeah. Uh, you know, both in movies and TV shows. Right. 
And, you know, it's easy to look at that and say, oh, well, we want a piece of that pie as well, too. We we want to jump into that as well, too. There's a couple of things that I would say be very cautious about. Do, number one, doing business with Sony Pictures. Uh, you know, they we, <laughs> we all know. It's a dice roll, man. It's it a is, dice roll for it sure. It is, right? <laughs> we, we saw what they did with Spider-Man. Uh, you know, it, there, there were more, you know, huh? Then there was, you know, yeah, with, uh-huh. yep. with Spider-Man. And I think that uh, you can also look at, you know, your, your sister, well, I don't want to say sister comic company, but your, you know, partner in crime in the nineties with image and spawn, uh, yeah. you know, McFarlane, you know, wanted Spawn to conquer all of these other mediums, uh, comics, yeah. uh, animation, uh, with the, with the show on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, toys and action figures and video games and a movie that, you know, I know it's one of, was one of your faves. I uh, thought it was fun, man. It was, it, it I mean, was it's fun. Not, it doesn't hold up by any means no, of the imagination. No, John. And it, <laughs> no, it's pretty, no, it's and it, cool. <laughs> and it under, and it underperformed at, at the box office and, and did not do well. And so, oh, yeah, for sure. yeah. Right. So, it, you know, if I were to give any advice to Valiant right now, it, it, that would be, it's like, you know, it's stick with what you're doing right now. I know that it's tempting. It's very tempting. You yeah. also have to keep in mind that what Marvel and DC have going for it is name brand and name brand characters. And people yeah. know these characters. And this is going to segue into, uh, you know, Dr. Strange, even though Dr. Strange is not what I would consider a top tier Marvel character in terms True. of name recognition, right? People who don't know comics are going to know Captain America. They're going to know Hulk. They're going right, to know yeah. those uh, people who don't read DC. Obviously you're going to know Superman. They're going to know Batman. They're going to know Wonder Woman, things like that. Uh, you know, Bloodshot, Harbinger. Yeah. These are not, these are not household names. They're not, not by any <laughs> means. And, and, you know, I, they, they potentially could be right. Yeah. Uh, though, I mean, that that's a tough, tough road to hoe. And I think if you look at, you know, again, image, there's only been other, you know, walking dead aside. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. The, you know, there, there has been one movie that has come from image and that was spawn and right. it, it, it did not do well. No. Nope. And, and, <laughs> and so you, you can, and, and even though image is a, a different run company than, than value, sure. right? There's no shared universe. Uh, but I think it should be noted that there has not been a Savage Dragon movie or TV show. There yeah. was a Wildcats, uh, you know, cartoon animated. That, yeah, that, that wasn't very good. Uh, there was a, a potentially a young blood, uh, comic or excuse me, cartoon that never saw the light of day. So Kind of take yeah. a page from that and, and continue to, you know, work on the craft and, and the medium in which you're in right now. And I know it's tempting. I know it is. I know it is because you look at, uh, they're just making so much money and there's just this market for it. But you also got to remember yeah. the pond in which you swim and, yeah. and the, the very two big fish that occupy the majority of that pond. Yeah. And I, and I pulled up the article, uh, on Valiant's page, um, talking about this and this was, um, how they partnered back. This was back in, uh, to April of 2015, um, where they announced the partnership and, um, they said the bloodshot's going to be kind of like the thing out of the gate in 2017. Now I haven't, I still haven't seen, uh, a, a, a sliver of this inside of any sort of 
other production like this is in pre-production this is in shooting phases this is i haven't heard anything from this so far so i'm wondering if it's still on that 2017 launch you know it's possible that it could have been pushed back but uh looks like it's that's a, a that's a deadly time to release uh, uh yeah 2017 I mean, is going to be marvel very and tough DC, to, yeah marvel and dc are coming with their heavy hitters and yeah man like you've got a lot to go up against that mm-hmm. year well, and even it, Fox, right? Because, I mean, you've got, you know, Wonder Logan's Woman, coming, yeah. Logan, Wonder Woman. Uh, I forget. What is Marvel? Uh, Th- uh, Ragnarok is on deck uh, yep. in 2017. So, yeah, you know. Isn't Guardians 2 2017? It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, mm-hmm. man, how many times are you going to ask somebody to go back to the theater in one year? Right. And we talked about that a long time ago. Like how many the average moviegoer, you know, how many movies are actually going to see in a year? Three and uh, <laughs> three in the theater. That's that's right. This, this, that's, this, this, now you and I are the exception to the rule. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. But yeah, you know, uh, three. Yeah, you know, that's going we, to the, the average yeah. movie goer does not mm-hmm. go very often because going to the movies isn't uh, it isn't cheap. It's definitely not a cheap affair for sure. <laughs> it's uh, not. It's not a know, cheap by the time, date anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the time you know, again, anyway. So 2017, that's a tough launch year, but they do have um, some some pretty interesting people on deck or on board. Uh, in terms of director, uh, David Leach and Chad Stileski, which is from John Wick. Um, yeah. And I, with well, John Wick's coming out in 2017, I think, as well. Yeah, John, um, Wick, John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the script is done by Jeff Wadlow, who did Kick Ass 2. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so yeah, so you've got, uh, and then a few other people, one guy from Story of Your Life, which I don't recognize, and then some people from the Fast and Furious franchise, which, whether or not you like that franchise, it <laughs> sold movies and sold tickets. Uh, and it is a blockbuster franchise. Yeah, blockbusted the yep, the, yep. the bust out of the block. So yeah, right. <laughs> you can't argue. People, you can't argue that. You can't argue it's that. Brought it's brought people in the theaters. Mm-hmm. It may not have brought me into the theater, but it brought a ton of people into the theaters. Um, so. Got a lot of people on board who, if they stay on board, um, unlike, you know, like Tim Miller jumping ship from Deadpool 2, um, if they, these people kind of stay on board uh, through this, we might get uh, what could be a pretty good sh- a pretty good show. But, you know, again, uh, that's Sony Pictures going uphill battle with its fans and, and fans of comic book movies because of, of of course of Spider-Man and and Spider-Man well, Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man 3 really and then amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 so it's it's a tough it's going to be tough but man I I wish him the best and I hope that I hope that Valiant and Sony has a Kevin Fage 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 <laughs> Do right. we ever figure out how to pronounce that guy's name? I know. I always feel. Like, I always feel like when I say Kevin Fag, like I'm saying something I shouldn't be saying. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. But yeah. So hopefully they have someone yeah. like that, like that's that's sitting in the front board, that's sitting in the front row, saying you know continuity and let's the hold suit. this thing together. And you need the suit. <laughs> yeah. Right image. So we'll see. You need the yeah. suit. You need a man we'll in a suit. Making sure that suit. You, absolutely. So that's a good segue to uh, you know Doctor Strange, man. Dude. We both saw it over the weekend. I was I loved it. Uh, really had a blast. Um, it was back to that, uh, back to going back to a fun movie. Civil War was so heavy. Um, yeah, it was. It was such a heavy movie and so emotionally just moving throughout that entire movie. And uh, to be able to go into Doctor Strange, get introduced to a new character, especially one 
where it's like the mythos about him. And, you know, we've talked a lot and being scared of the, uh, you know, bringing the Excedrin bottle in with you. Uh, honestly, like there is so much in that guy's story that it's wondering, okay, like how are we going to approach this? And am I going to get lost in trying to keep up uh, with what's going on on the screen? Or am I going to be able to have a good time? And Marvel, of course, MCU and Marvel Studios knows what they're doing. And they did it again. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, no. And, and you know, yeah. They, it very, uh, you know, it was uh, definitely it was fun. Uh, it was, you know, lighthearted uh, when it when it needed to be. And, you know, Stephen Strange is, again, very he's going to be one of those characters that is uh, an interesting sell because, right. you know, technically he's not uh, a, well, you know, super, super powers, right? Otherworldly powers, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's, I have like some thoughts on that. He's got, you know, his brilliance inside of, uh, the medical field, um, I think is attributed to some enhancement, um, in his genes that allows him to tap into, you know, the, uh, the cosmic forces that be. And I think that, I think his, I think he has a mutation. I think he comes in with a mutation um, I there think are no, it, there are no mutants in the uh, enhanced. Ryan. All right. Enhanced. I think he comes in with an enhanced, um, uh, I, I, this mutation is the only thing I think about, but I think there is something inside of him that is already enhanced that allowed him to be such a brilliant surgeon already. Um, and I think of course that translates into everything else he does. So I don't think he was completely human. Um, I think there, I think there are bits of him that are enhanced already, which allowed him to walk into the the cosmic the way he did. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, of course he didn't know any of this. He just translated that into being a brilliant surgeon Uh, and winning accolades and going to galas. And he's the speaker. He is the front row. You, if you're watching anybody do surgery, it's that dude who you're tuning into. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, a completely different view yeah. of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I don't, uh, no, I don't think that he is, you know, incredible mental acumen is an indication that he is, uh, someone who is enhanced. Uh, you know, it's, he, his, his backstory is very similar to how we're introduced to Tony, uh, now. Yeah. Now they are two very different uh, people. They well, share. One learns from his mistakes. The, yeah, and apply <laughs> and applies it. It applies uh, it. It's yeah, pretty they, amazing. They, yeah, to watch they, that they, happen. yeah, they both have. Uh, you know, they're both linked by incredible arrogance, ego. Mm-hmm. Tony is a is a gifted man, a brilliant man, a learned man, uh, and I don't think we would say that Tony is an enhanced human. He's a man in a can. Now, uh, could someone like Tony learn to do what Strange is doing? Well, yeah, uh, I, th- I think that is implied. Now, uh, you know, this movie touches on, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, issues of faith and, mm-hmm. and believing in something that is not directly in front of you. Sure. I, I, I didn't walk away from this movie thinking that, Stephen Strange and, and, you know, I'm going to be very transparent and reasonableist. I, I, 
literally have read one solo Doctor Strange book in the 43 years of my life. The only interaction that I have with the character has been his appearances uh, as an Avenger or partnering up with others uh, in in the comics. Yep. Or through video games, uh, playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance on my on my Xbox. Right. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, the, the New York sanctum was one of your bases, uh, in that game. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, my, my exposure to strange is very limited. So I, I want to just throw that out there. And, and it's not for a lack of thinking he's a bad character or a lame or anything like that. Right. Absolutely. To the contrary, he's just a character that, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, he's, he's okay. Right. Uh, you can't read every book. I mean, you'd, you'd, you know, <laughs> kind of tough. I don't have all the monies, so I'm not able to read every book, but I didn't, I didn't walk away from that movie thinking that, uh, you know, he had some sort of enhanced ability. He was just a, an incredibly, incredibly intelligent man and, uh, photo, you know, photographing memory. He says he has a photographic memory, mm-hmm. uh, the things that he's able to remember and recall, whether it's something pop culture, like when Chuck Mangione released a, an album and then he can go right into, you know, having the steady hands to remove a bullet from the brain, from the base of someone's brain. Right. So, uh, I, I love the, the portrayal of, of that character and, and very similar to walking a line like Thor, it's like, how are you going to handle this character with real people walking around yeah, uh, and, and yeah. not have it look just silly. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, they did that with Thor with, uh, some levity, right. Uh, you know, Thor, you know, I like this coffee and he throws the mug down on the ground and right. I will have another, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's great. Everyone, everyone, you know, <laughs> and you know, and I got to see with a really great crowd, you know, a lot of people were into the movie and laughing when they were supposed to laugh and things like that. And so we you know when you're dealing with something that's like so metaphysical and astral planes and the multiverses and the mirror, right. the mirror cages and all this stuff where you're just like, what is going on? They handled it very well and really yeah. just kind of portrayed it as, well, here you go. And, and didn't really try to give any sort of explanation for each and everything that they did. Uh, and just saying, basically, we're going to give it to you. And you just, you're going to need to accept it. Yeah. And it does it in a respectful way, though. It doesn't, um, I don't feel insulted by that. And like no, a lot of movies no. do it in a way where it's just like, accept this. And you're like, okay, but, <laughs> but. No, like you yeah. got to give me something, just give me something else. But they do, they give you a lot. Um, and I think in the first meeting where he meets the ancient one, uh, that is the coolest sequence of, of images that, that flash on the screen. Mm. Um, you know, she says, open your eye and it's just, just this boom. And it's just, you're, you know, I'm sure in 3d, if you did see it in 3d, I'm proud of you because uh, John and I both talked about it and we both would have ruined our popcorn. I think um, <laughs> yeah. had we, had it was we already giving me, yeah, it was already giving me vertigo and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, you know, good old 2d. Yeah. yeah. There was some, there was some crazy imagery in that. So it's kind of tough to, uh, yeah, definitely uh, good on you. If you could watch that in 3d and, and walk out of that theater, you know, without having to sit down for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way I would have been unable to do it. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it was cool. Cause you had, uh, you had all those scenes right at the beginning that kind of almost like visually taught you 
like the expanse of what this is. And so it's a, it's not a, it's not a bunch of stuff of like, what is going on? Like, I need to know all of those things that just happened. You almost get to accept it with Stephen Strange because he doesn't understand it either. And, uh, you kind of go along that journey as he's learning these items. And, um, so yeah, so, and that's the reason why I kind of mentioned, and I did mention that, uh, yeah, I, I think there is something enhanced about him, um, only because it's kind of mentioned in the conversations of you were meant for this, you know, why did you think you were so good at doing, you know, uh, so good at picking up on all this very quickly. He's like, well, I just have a, you know, just have a photographic memory. And he's like, no, nah, it's more than that. Like you were meant to study these arts. And so that, I, I mean, again, I don't think he's full on like mutant here, but I think there is something inside of him that of course is very, very different than someone else standing next to him. I, I, I yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you and I are going to part ways on this one. I, I think that because, uh, you know, the ancient one makes it a very, very heavy emphasis on faith and believing sure. in something that you do not directly see in front of you. That when she says you were meant for something more, I look at that as, you know, religious themes. You were oh, meant okay. you were meant for being more than just a surgeon. Not that you that you're embedded with any sort of superpowers that the the powers that are greater than you that exist yeah, okay. in a reality and a dimension in which you don't see they have chosen you Stephen Strange and they say you are meant for more than just this and without getting like super religious okay but yet any good science fiction and reasonableist comic books are science fiction whether you want to accept it or not they are they're just very <laughs> anybody's arguing with you there <laughs> well dude i've had a few people who tell me they're not this is not science fiction it's like well then what would you call it documentaries <laughs> okay. i don't know yeah. who you're talking to that person sounds insane yeah right it's like we're not watching documentaries here okay i mean yeah. you know this isn't national geographic uh <laughs> that uh you know any good science fiction is going to have its roots in religion sure Right. You take Cal L uh, from the Bible. Elohim L was short for God. Well, you know, Jor L, the father, sends Cal L, his son, to be <laughs> the okay? savior of the earth. The, yeah. Right. Up, there you go. Picking up Ding, what you're throwing down. Yeah. I hate, I hate <laughs> to ruin it for you, atheists, but Superman is a Christ figure. Right. Uh, Neo in the Matrix is a Christ figure. Oh, now, sure, yeah. now, I'm not saying that, that Stephen Strange is a Christ figure. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I look at it as that these. Uh, what we would in, in, in our, like what Thor says, right. What you call, you know, magic, we simply call science, right? Right. Yeah. That in our limited understanding, we say the deities, the gods, things like that. They had selected Stephen strange for this moment. So like, if you want to look at it again, without getting hyper-religious and, you know, theological debates and all that, Sort of like this predestined. This is what you were predestined for, Stephen Strange. Okay. This is what you were chosen for. Why do you fight this with your arrogance? Uh, that that's how I I looked at it. And and okay. um, again, I've never read a I've never read a doc, one Doctor Strange comic book I've read in my life. So if there's anybody out there who is like, nope, John, you're way off, or Ryan, you're way, you know, let us know on our Twitter feed and, and email. Correct us because Ryan and I don't have a lot of. Doctor Strange experience nope. right in front of us. We're yeah. we're a little naive when it comes to that. So um, if we're in the wrong, correct us. We we like to be corrected. We don't want to give you know wrong information. 
Yeah. I think, uh, I think my experience was Marvel versus Capcom. I think it was my like deep dive into Dr. Strange. So <laughs> that's if you, if you've ever played that game, then you understand like my deep connection with Dr. Strange. Um, it's not the fact, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that just never, never ended up happening. You know, and I think it's, I'm in the same boat with you, John. I just never ended up kind of grabbing that particular comic book at the time or what have you. So, yeah. And it, and it was, again, you know, I mean, for me, it's like yeah. literally I, I did get a headache reading uh, a Doctor Strange. But then after right. that, I just, you know, the, it, again, it, it don't, you know, I, no. and I know that Strange has an incredible following and, it, yeah. and it's not reasonable fanboys saying that it, it was a bad read. It's just, again, you just, there's just so many books that you can read. Yeah. Um, and so, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, it was a great movie. You know, there's, I think there was, there was something that I really appreciated, Ryan. And I, and I think you're going to agree with this is not, not mentioning Stark at all. These movies yeah. have felt this incessant need <laughs> to throw the name Stark at us. Right. He's been the grounding character he in a has. lot of these, and, and, and you know, and this first is film one throughout. He's a grounding character in a lot of that, and and I appreciate not having his name mentioned, you know, um, yeah. or you know, a random billboard that says, you know, Stark Enterprises now is proud, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, um, like it, we I'm, get it, and I think they did a play good play on that with the Avengers Tower. Um, like yes. kind of just being able to see that kind of stuff, and I did some research on some Easter eggs. Okay. And, um, so yeah, but, uh, but I think that I, I'm with you, man. I think I, the Stark stuff, like, I'm glad that's not the Easter egg that we got to. No, no, witness. we don't need it. We don't need it. We, <laughs> yeah, get we, it. we got it. We get it. So, um, there's a couple of mentions, um, and I looked into this and I actually pulled from the director and Kevin Feige, 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 <laughs> whatever. Um, the F man. <laughs> No, the man that brings worse. us all to, he brings us all together, whoever that is. Um, but I, uh, the director actually, uh, in, in the, in the scene where he gets into the car accident, you know, he's going over those, uh, cases and the guy's throwing cases at him. Yes. And he's like, do you want this one? Do you want this one? Do you want this one? And the first one that's mentioned is a colonel, um, mm-hmm. or, or a military personnel, um, who is paralyzed and, and I looked into that. It's not Rhodey. Oh, it's not Rhodes? Even the though he was wearing line. experimental armor? Because if we think, uh, two things, um, the armor is no longer experimental. Uh, that is War Machine's armor. So that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Built on prototype armor. That well, it's really built on, but it's no longer experimental. It's no longer oh, prototype. Okay. All right. Um, and the timeline is, is off. Uh, because it doesn't, the events that it starts, that start Doctor Strange don't start at the end of Civil War. They culminate, like they both honestly end at the same time. Like both movies end at the same time, moment in time, but they don't start in the same. At Tell, the, you, you got it, you're telling me it does, but you're not giving me any evidence. I hope that's. Well, I don't, I mean, other than like the director saying. Like that's not oh. Rody. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. I thought you were yeah. giving me your opinion. I'm like, wow, that, nope. okay. <laughs> that was, that was straight okay, from director. You stated your case. Uh, now the evidence folder, please. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, director. I didn't catch so. that part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's, that's, oh, that's the only thing I got in that folder. <laughs> director said so. 
That's it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, apparently that was, I thought it was Rhodey the entire time. I talked to you. We we were like, Rhodey. And then, um, yeah, I looked into it. And so then I wonder what, they're, wonder what they're referencing then. The other rumor is that the woman in her 20s that was struck by lightning uh, is Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah Captain that's Marvel. the other thing yeah. I kind of looked into. It's Shazam. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's Shazam. I, man, that'd be great. Um, and then the uh, the Winter Soldier Easter egg. Uh, that was that mentioned Doctor Strange. So if you, in, I know you and I have talked about this, but um, fanboys, if you remember back when uh, Sitwell's on the on top of the tower, and he is him and Captain America are having it out, and Sitwell's pretty much spilling the beans on Shield and uh, the um, the the project that they're running. Hail Hydra! Hail Hydra! And uh, the formula that um, um, you're gonna have to help me out here. That Doctor. Um, the mad scientist. Yeah, I know what you're referring to, but anyway, uh, like his formula and his algorithm that he built into the computer system that picks out, um, special people and people of, uh, not abilities, but people that are people of interest based on their medical records, based on their achievements, based on everything that could be against, um, Hydra's plans. Stephen Strange is mentioned, um, in that time. And Stephen Strange does not have powers at this time, but, um, and that's confirmed by Kevin, uh, Feige now, uh, is that, uh, I think he said this, he goes, he's a very well-known, he's very well-known as a surgeon. He's got various awards and plaques and you're going to see over there. He attends various galas. He has name recognition and a talent and certain Hydra computers identified him as somebody that could cause trouble for their agendas. So he was just at that level of just like, I'm, you know, he's top tier, whatever he is. And even Hydra was still identifying him before he had, um, abilities. Well, that's good because I mean, it, it, it resolves, you know, very conveniently, uh, what, you know, I perceived as a goof because when Stephen Strange is mentioned in winter soldier, there were literally no plans, uh, for a Dr. Strange movie right? Yeah. at that time. And, and Kevin had gone on record as saying that, uh, Stephen Strange was always a personal favorite character of his, yeah. and he wanted just you know an, an Easter egg, just you know, let's a, a tip of the cap to you know the fans, yeah. and uh, so yeah, and then you know, not assuming that it was Colonel Rhodes that that he's that is being referred to in the phone call as you know a yeah. colonel who's wearing experimental armor. Now, I mean, I don't know if this is you know post movie apologetics. I don't know. Uh, cause I, I did a little research when I got home last night as well too. Uh, cause I didn't yeah. see the movie movie last night and this was one that was popping up quite a bit from, from a few sides are like, hang on, we've got, yeah. we've got a hang up here. Uh, so I mean it, it could be post, Oh no. You know, cause you know, I, for long time Marvel readers, they used to have what was called a no prize. So if you wrote in is back in the day in the back of the comic books, you actually had fan letters. People would write to yeah. Marvel and they would get right. And so Marvel had what was called a no prize. So if someone found a quote unquote continuity error Ooh. and they brought it up, Marvel would dish out an apologetic that, explained the the goof away it was marvel essentially like retconning their own mistakes yeah it was essentially marvel (laughs) saying we goofed 
and <laughs> they gave away what was called a no prize, which was basically you don't get anything other than uh, a no prize. You get your name shouted out. Yeah, you get a name comic, recognition. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, man, you know, I'll take Kevin at his word, but uh, thanks for the no prize, guys. I feel like this is an after, like, okay, let's correct this. Yeah. Um, but, and luckily, yeah. though, there wasn't like too much of a. It, it doesn't ruin the storyline. Yeah, it, and there wasn't not too talking much of a goof. E- no, 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 not at all. This isn't like X-Men level, uh, you know, <laughs> shenanigans by any means. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, thank goodness. We don't have to deal with that in this universe. I, no, and, no. And, you know, there is there is some forgiveness built into this universe because it's been winning again and again and again. But uh, I tell you, once you once you screw something like that up, man, every time every single scene is now caught and in, caused into question and you're just like, OK, well, like what's happening now? And, and I well, don't want to beat it the dead horse me- of apocalypse again, but that's what yeah. we kind of went through yeah. with X-Men. Yeah, I'm not going to so. beat on that horse anymore tonight. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, no. But I mean, anytime that you want to be. Oh, excuse me. Anytime that you want to be cute with the Easter eggs. Right. You've got to be very cautious uh, because of what potentially could come down the pipe sometime later that, that could, exactly. you know, yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. No, they might I mean, be they, more tight lipped with, uh, other characters, Easter eggs at this point, but cause who yeah, knows you know, and Hey, you know, you know, and, and I will, uh, fully accept, uh, the explanation today and you know, the, and I'm not a very pessimistic guy, but the, pe- the little pessimist in me says, eh, I think that's some um, post, some retconning. Let's there, you let's, know some in story, some some little bit. Let's retconning. sand this rough edge down a little bit. For sure, you know. Mm-hmm. I th- I think so too. I, I you know it's like Kevin's, but at the, you know again, like if you even watch the scene in in Winter Soldier two and and Reasonableness, please go do that. Like watch, check out that scene. Yeah, um, there's there's cool not scene. too much. There's really not. He name drops Stephen Strange, um, and then they talk about future threats and ideas. So yeah, at yeah. the very most, like. You know, it's just a weird moment that could be kind of weird, but uh, but anyway, yeah, it was totally yeah. totally sanded over of and and even of, if it even if it wasn't, again, it it does not affect the all the moving pieces. No, just, not at it, all, no. at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, all good. It just um, a little, you know, just a little whoopsies, but not yeah. a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, the uh, Dormammu was actually Benedict Cumberbatch's face. I didn't know that. Uh, they did a oh, okay. they did face model of him doing Dormammu. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. It was kind of cool. Um, and then the mortal kind of like what the Hobbit did. Uh, Smog yeah. was they they did some motion capture with him for Smog as well. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Mordo, or the the two uh the two end credit scenes. Uh, tons mm-hmm. of fun with uh Thor, yeah. Ragnarok, uh, easing in. And Ragnarok, think, Ragnarok tie-in. So I think you know either Strange, you know, will make a cameo, or it just maybe sets up something in in Ragnarok. Yeah, um, yeah. Would would be cool if he had a cameo. I mean, clearly he is going to play a role in the Infinity War. Uh, yep. So, and as well he should because he well he has to at comics, this point, right? Because yeah. of mm-hmm. the the Infinity he does have stones. A stone. He does have a stone. Yeah. And and really he's uh, at least from what we've been introduced uh, so far is he really is the only human yeah that is going to have any sort of ability to you know combat Thanos in in any sort of effective manner. Yeah. Right. And I think, and that's why, that's what I'm really going to be enjoying about the setup of the infinity stones is that, uh, Thanos can't be defeated like Dormammu was, uh, cause Thanos will have the stones. 
Um, yes, essentially, right? And which and it's Thanos like probably forced. wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be tricked into a time loop either. He's a well. Little, there's. Little I mean, brighter. that's the thing. Like you've got <laughs> yeah. like that's old tricks at this point, right? Like he yeah. he like th- if you tell me Thanos doesn't know about what's going on at this point, like you're crazy. Like he's he, he knows. definitely knows what's happening. He knows, right? Um, which kind of is a is a is maybe a sad foreshadowing about Vision. Um, if uh, if Thanos is going to acquire these Infinity Stones, um. Where does that leave vision? You know, where does that leave the mind stone? Uh, mm-hmm. Is, is will vision be able to survive that? Is that part of his makeup? You know, is he going to be blasted in oblivion while he, you know, gives up the mind stone? Like I, I'm, I'd start, I thought about, I started writing down all the infinity stone sources and stuff like that today. Um, just trying to get that together. But, and then I, that kind of popped up. I was like, well, wait a second. Like this is part of this guy. Like, yeah, are no, we going to lose? Good, are no, we going to lose vision? Question. Which is Maybe. possible. Yeah, Maybe. it's definitely potentially. possible. Potentially, we could. But yeah, um, and then the Mordo ending, uh, which is really a lot of fun. So Mordo is one of Strange's uh, main villains throughout his canon. Um, now, was he? He was Frodo's neighbor, right? Mordo. <laughs> yeah, he lived right next to right next to Frodo. Mordo and Mordo, Mordo and Frodo. And Frodo. Good grief. Just skipping and through the names. skipping through the shire. These names. <laughs> He's doing inter- interdimensional jumps through shires. That's what they right. did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Mordo, he uh he's one of the main Doctor Strange villains uh mm-hmm. that has been around for for a while. And so um it's kind of cool seeing, I guess, a little bit of his introduction and backstory and kind of where he's coming from and in terms of like breaking the rules and um which I really kind of like that in a villain. Um, or like the setup of a villain, uh, where he gets upset at people doing the right thing the wrong way. And, uh, that's what I really think is interesting about Mordo. He's, he's furious that, uh, they fixed, uh, the, the, what is it? The Hong Kong, um, place by, by by breaking the laws of nature, by breaking the laws of nature. And so he is furious and it gets to the point where he walks away from the whole shebang uh, because he just can't handle that kind of rule breaking. And uh, then he, then the end credit scene is him visiting old Benjamin Bratt. Um, and uh, which Benjamin Bratt sets up kind of his storyline was he, he only was there for a little while until he could heal himself essentially, which he doesn't really heal himself. He just uses magic to, yeah. to uh, kind of reroute his body so he can walk around and play basketball and kind of live a normal life because yeah. his back was broken. Um, so and he, he didn't want to be a part of this cosmic fight and he, yeah, he was, le- he would just very sell. He was like, I have my own interests and this is all I want to do. Um, which is what kind of interesting, what Dr. Strange battles, right? Like I can just, I can force myself to fix my hands and go back to work or I can become the, the, the grand master yeah, sorcerer, well, he is, yeah, the grand he, sorcerer. So he I don't, be, I can, well, he be the sorcerer supreme. He does, sorcerer become, supreme. The, he does become the sorcerer supreme. Yeah. The Taco Bell supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the big guy. Um, and so I think it's really kind of cool. Mordo goes and visits, uh, Benjamin Bratt's character and steals then his, uh, his abuse of power, <laughs> yeah. uh, how he puts it. And I, I think that's a cool villain. We talked about a bad villain earlier. Um, like this, this weird storyline about how we got to love them and how they weren't spanked enough or how they were hugged too much, um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to a villain who I can get behind and say like this guy, like he's pissed off for the right reasons. And he's got it like he's pissed off at, at the at the at the wrong people for the right reasons. 
but well, he's not yeah, able hope- to he's not able to get over it. Yeah, well, hopefully they 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 keep them in that vein, and yeah, you know, it's not the yeah. The, well, it made eighty you know. eighty four million over the weekend. I think we're. Oh no no I'm not no I'm not worried about a <laughs> sequel. No, what yeah. I'm saying is you know don't don't give me a tortured background to this guy and yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know um, if we'll get any more of his background. I think we've gotten kind of a, a, a lot known about the guy, you know, just through his interactions with Strange, um, yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, probably may not see this one again in the theater. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There, there's other yeah. things, uh, you know, coming up. But, you know, certainly when it hits that home release, it will, of course, be in the library. With, oh, of course. With yeah, that's a uh-huh. that's a definite Definite yeah. buy. Um, so infinity, I kind of did a little bit of catch up on the infinity stones um, and trying to figure out where everybody's at and where everything is at. Uh, so the Tesseract right now uh, is at Asgard um, or should be at Asgard. Uh, the soul stone we haven't seen yet. You said Asgard. <laughs> Asgard. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it guards you and, uh, it's also a place where Thor lives. So that's right, Thor, man. They, Thor lives they on gotta, the butt. Yeah, that's right. They got to make sure that caboose is protected. <laughs> Asgard. Um, and yeah, then the Tesseract the ether, is in Asgard. Uh-huh. Yeah. The ether, uh, or the reality stone is kept Nova in nowhere. No, um, nowhere. Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still, I would, yeah, uh, I would, no, wait a minute. The, no, the ether. Okay. Yeah. That was Thor too. That was Thor yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And then the Eye of Agamotto, I think it's called Eye of Agamotto. Agamotto. It's kept in the library. <laughs> yeah, that's kept in Kamar Taj. <laughs> uh, and then the Orb, the Power Stone, is kept in Xandar, which is with the Nova Prime. And uh, the Scepter, or the Mind Stone, is Visions. So that's right, right now we're only missing the Soul Stone um, and kind of figuring out where that's going to be. So, uh, you know, Ragnarok possibilities, Black Panther possibilities. Yeah, I think I think I think Ragnarok is probably going to be the best option. Guardians is it uh volume two is what it's called. It's not called Guardians of the Galaxy Two, it's just called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Is uh they've come right out and said it will have zero to do with anything leading up to Infinity War. So oh, okay. uh chances of seeing that stone are probably zero at this point. Yeah. Black Panther, I I don't know. Uh, it's a that, stretch. That that would that would be a real stretch there. That you know uh, we've already been introduced to you know Wakanda being the source of vibranium. We do know that the Black Panther uh, character is mythical in his abilities. Sure. That I'm that I'm sure will be fleshed out more. Uh, in that movie, in that it's not just a guy in a suit that's heavily armored. Right. And just happens to be agility. It's like the spirit, the essence of the panther uh, in, right. embodies the individual. And it's in when one panther dies, that that consciousness or that ability is transferred to the next panther. Right. Yeah. So uh, definitely something otherworldly going on there. So, I mean, it, it could potentially yeah. right the soul, the, the soul, of the panther moving from one to the other. Oh, it could. It could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though, I think Ragnarok is probably the better fit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're but, talking you know, about Soul Stones, it's kind of hard to lock that into. Um, these are these are very um, space worthy, otherworldly types of types of material. Um, and, and so, un- 
Unless the panther uses the soul stone unless, to move. Um, yeah, right? unless that happens with, the with them, which which makes a yeah. ton of sense. Um, but uh, I guess I hope you know, not. I hope not. I I, I feel like we'll that see. Would, I mean, that'd be too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be too much. I think for for that character. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? If they tied in well, they tied in well. And if they just if some like some guy walks on screen and just goes, "Hey, I found this this rock," and then hands it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I found at the bottom of the in the pool skimmer. <laughs> that looks weird. Oh. Okay, thanks. Like, yeah, no, I, just, like I, just the weapon of of all time. No big deal, right? No, I, I doubt it will yeah. be handled in in such a <laughs> no, such a cavalier not. fashion as that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, uh, you know, of course, if you have not seen Doctor Strange, please get down to your local Cinemaplex and <laughs> give it a watch. And give Doctor Strange a watch. It's very so. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to uh, you know, kind of you know, tie things up a little bit. Uh, we did get uh, since last we spoke with you all, we did get the Guardians of the Galaxy teaser trailer. Oh yeah, which is very much a teaser. There is not much to chew on on that one. Uh, I think it shows characters and makeup. Characters, yep, characters and special special effects, <laughs> and uh, definitely a. Baby Groot, which I'm sure they will sell a ton of plush toys for that mission of accomplished. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, last night I got treated to a couple of uh, cool things. I got the Guardians teaser before Doctor Strange. I got the nice. Rogue One uh, trailer number two. Boy, can I not wait for that. That is going to mm. be so good. Mm. I got the Logan teaser. Not going to beat that drum again. And also got Wonder Woman, but that was in the lobby of the of the Harkins Theater I was at. So I was treated to that trailer. Yeah, didn't didn't see it before the movie, but I got to see it in the lobby of gotcha. the yeah. of the theater. Yeah. So I think I got that, I got I got Rogue One, Assassin's Creed, ugh. and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. I'm kind of like. All right, all right. Like right. Fastbender, I don't know if you made a great decision on that one, but um, a crap game made into a crap movie. Oh, man, that that movie will fly in the in the in the no, wings dude, of Prince of get, Persia. Man, what like, it's a, just I mean, like, and God, what what horrible horrible timing for that, right? We're already into the holiday movie season, right? I mean, Strange yeah. is leading the way. We've got Star Wars on deck. Uh, you know, um. Drawn a blank on on a couple of the, oh uh, uh magical beasts and where fantastical beasts yeah fantastic beasts yeah. and where to find them you're the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter guy I, yeah you, I am yeah That's you're the Harry one. Potter guy right <laughs> I did see that trailer and I was like ugh more of this nonsense but it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna make uh it's gonna make a ton of money there's no question about that um I love all you Harry Potter nerds but uh, Jedi's are better. And so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, timing is, is everything and boy, I mean, that's a, that's a crowded field of, I mean, especially, you know, Dr. Strange, I don't know. It was going to be a big, it was going to be a big movie. I don't know if it, uh, is going to continue to be the pace where it'll be like a billion dollar. I don't know if it's going to do that. Yeah. It could, it could, but you're also, you know, when you're staring at two, just it, in, when we talk about established franchises and star Wars and Harry Potter, I mean, come on, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if throwing Assassin's Creed in the middle of all that is going to be, uh, 
was the yeah, wisest decision. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how far that's going to take us. Um, but I tell you, uh, with uh, looking at uh, kind of looking at everything going on with uh, MCU's, I, Box Office Mojo has some great breakdowns. Um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I'm always interested in that kind of stuff, uh, where you get to see like the breakdowns, opening weekends of mm-hmm. of characters and movies and stuff. And right now, Doctor Strange is second. Uh, in place uh, just behind Iron Man of uh, box office single character introductions. Nice. So nice. that's Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Ant-Man, and Thor. And so cool, man. Iron Very Man cool. and Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange number two. So rock and roll. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Tilda Swinton, obviously being your two main pulls. I don't, I think that definitely worked in our favor at this point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, before Man. we, uh, yeah, before we, before we, we check it out, uh, yeah. what do you, what are you reading right now? Um, I, uh, it's been, I, admittedly, it's been a slow week. Um, you know, uh, uh for various reasons I have oh, been sure. out of element, uh, this week, but, um, I think my, uh, I'm, I'm about to start divinity. So that is, I wrapped up uh, bloodshot. I ra- have wrapped up bloodshot volume two, um, I've wrapped up uh, uh, Harbinger Volume 1. I need to get Harbinger Volume 2, but I'm start about to start Divinity. Um, and then I'll be stepping into the Harbinger Wars number one. So okay. um, pretty excited. So uh, Divinity is on deck. I just you're haven't. Just, I just you're didn't camping dive in, in this Valiant week. right now, right? You're I, just man, like, I am. You're in the Valiant camp. Yeah, you know, we've been that. talking about it for a while. I know that. And. Uh, but, uh, but man, it's just, it's good stuff and it's worth reading and it's worth sticking into. Um, got a shout out from one of our Twitter followers, uh, casually norm who, uh, kind of had a, l- a quick conversation with back and forth, uh, about Valiant and about, he was like asking me kind of where I was at. Um, and that's, you know, that's where it starts, man. And so just start walking into that kind of, uh, if you haven't already, man, just, start walking into the, uh, the universe. It's cool. What, what, uh, what's, what's, what are you reading, man? So, uh, I finished, uh, Exo Man of War volume yeah. one. Uh, nice. I have now gone back to, uh, the final days of Superman. I'm still reading through that. I'm doing that digitally just because yeah. it's, it's individual books and, uh, considering my, my local comic book store local well, that's a joke is 32 miles away from my house <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be driving you know 32 miles every week to buy an individual back issue so uh, I've been buying those through the uh, very cool DC app on my iPad right and so uh, I just finished uh, today uh, part five and it was probably the goofiest read I have ever read in a modern day comic. It was okay. uh, insulting to my intelligence. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was stupid. Good grief. Yeah, right. I know. I'm just, it, I mean, <laughs> at one point it, it was part five takes place in the Batman Superman comic. And, uh, okay. you know, in, in the new 52, obviously this is not anything new to anybody. Wonder Woman and Superman are, are an item. And, uh, you know, he has revealed to her that he is dying and they're uh, on their way to China because they had been uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman are uh, to investigate some anomalies that are going on there. And as they're flying, there's like this kind of touching emotional thing where, you know, Bruce, you know, he's in the, the bad jet and he says something that 
you know, that to Clark, he says, well, we'll always be friends, Clark. And, and Clark answers yeah. back with, and we'll, we'll always be super friends. And I'm like, Oh, oh God, good. Know, right. Who made this decision? Uh, <laughs> Come so, on. Yeah. Right. So I was never so glad to be done with a book in my life. Is that one? It was so just jank. It's so gross. Um, it makes yeah, me feel icky. Stupid. I don't feel good. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> but other than that, other than part five, I've really been enjoying that. Uh, and uh, I've got Divinity. I think I mentioned this earlier. I've got Divinity on the way, and so getting a little bit back into DC, and and uh, I've got some Marvel stuff on deck, and of course, obviously, The Walking Dead. That's that's in my regular rotation as well. So that's yeah, what I'm doing. Nice. Very cool. Well, um, man, update us with what you're reading out there. Um, if you're, if you are reading anything, if you're not reading anything, that's cool too. If you are looking to get started in something, reach out. Um, we're always down to have a, a chat about, um, you know, what we're into and what we're interested in. And, and if, uh, that, that follows along with what you're wanting to read and, and get into, then by all means, like we'll definitely have fun talking about it or, and we'd love to love to hear about some of the stuff that we're not talking about. So if you're in reading some comics that, we're not reading and not talking about, let us know. Then we'll, we'll chat about it online. Um, you can find us at, uh, RF, uh, BPC, RFBPC on Twitter and, uh, on Gmail, um, reasonable fanboys at gmail.com. If you go to also, just so you know, if you go to reasonablefanboys.com right now, you are routed to a Twitter page. Cause that's about as web designy as I get. <laughs> so they, um, the, 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 uh, the wheels slowly turn at shut up dog productions, <laughs> but they do turn. All right. They do turn. They, they do, do turn. turn. <laughs> they do turn, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Rex and Ryan and I, we all have, you know, full-time jobs outside of this and yep. we have full-time lives and, yep families and things like that. So the wheels uh, are always turning. They sometimes turn very quickly and other times microscopically. So there'll, <laughs> there'll be, there'll be more meat on these bones, uh, you know, as, as time goes yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know who's, I don't know if you're really asking us for a website or, you know, all that fun stuff, but it's always stuff that's on our plate and on our brain of just kind of making, you know, what we do. Um, we're, we're just trying to legitimize it for ourselves to make sure that we're, you know, <laughs> Just like, no, what we do is for reals. <laughs> we have a website. Look, yeah, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, and we do, we yeah. want to be accessible for people and, and, uh, sure. um, so yeah, you know, good things are coming. So very yeah. cool, man. Um, so if you, uh, have any, have, if, if any of you web designers have pro bono work that you need to do this year, um, I definitely have some sap, poor sap cases to throw your way. That's right. You know where to reach us. <laughs> you can go to the website and you're going to a Twitter page. So there you go. You can reach us right there. Uh, but anyway, man, uh, good chatting today. Uh, technical, uh, kerfuffles abound, but, yeah. uh, Hey, You're this is what right. we do. We fight. We had, it. we had a home intruder on the last one and we, <laughs> we and got, we, we had, had another shut up dog here <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah, and, and we had, uh, John's, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but, uh, my internet provider has been more than a little, uh, I should call him frosted because he's been quite flaky. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yowza. Right. That's all right. My whole well, network went down. Uh, yeah. We'll give you, yeah, you guys will probably hear a little something, but my whole network went down and I was talking and I was talking to nobody until I looked <laughs> over at my face. And I'm like disconnected. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Things happen and we fight so through it. So if you feel it, some speed here. bumps on this one, um, yeah, there you go. Sorry, guys. There's bound to be there's bound to be one of these episodes where things just nothing goes right. So, yeah. uh, but hey, we had a I had a blast anyway. And John, did you have a blast anyway? Uh, I did. I did. I got did. Uh, boy. I got real salty because I also thought I had lost uh, my recording here. Yeah, on we thought my we had end. half a show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i i was i was close to like like tears not kidding i mean that that's how serious i take what i do with ryan and what i do with rex and i know i i can speak for these guys yeah. they take it serious as well too this is a a life a life's ambition for the three of us and, mm-hmm. and we work real hard at it and um we have fun but you know if anybody who's listening to us does podcast podcasting is work it's it's uh for sure. It's it's fun work, but it is, you know, you got to coordinate times, got to coordinate audio files. Ryan lives in Texas. I live in Arizona. So, we, you know, it's it's finding all the ways that these jigsaw pieces can fit together. Right. And when it looked like what I initially had on my end here on my MacBook Pro was no longer on my MacBook Pro, <coughs> it brings me to cough. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's I, very scary. Yeah. It, it I've was. A, and I was I've just had like, a few wow. of those moments myself. Yeah. And you, 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 you know, after you've organically made something happen for in, uh, 45 minutes and then, um, oh. just to think that it's going to go away is kind yeah. of a, I, all right, Ryan, let's ew. recreate everything like okay. we just did. <laughs> okay. Remember the funny joke I told about five all right, minutes? I'm going to tell it again and I need you to laugh. All right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, grief. And but uh, we thankfully, made it. <laughs> thankfully, I was just on a different desktop. My my QuickTime player was on a di- was on a separate desktop than where I was at, and swiped up on my trackpad. I'm like, oh, there you are, there you are. Yeah, <laughs> you so. precious, precious file. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So enough of that. <laughs> we'll tell you why. Well, this has been reasonable, fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. 